Ramble. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, everybody. Welcome to You Can Sit With Us. Today is a very special episode because it is just me and my bestie, Rachel, chatting Hello. about our kids. We're talking babies. We're talking when everyone babies. else leaves the room. We just talk about our babies. <laughs> yes. And we try not to talk about our babies when they are in the room, but sometimes it happens anyway. It does. Anywho, uh, the other uh, You Can Sit With Users are out today. Yep. Um, Two of them are in Vietnam. Yep. Becky and Matt are in Vietnam. I really hope you're buying us prezzies. They're, they look like they're Please. having the best time. They also look so warm. And they look um sweaty, really sweaty. <laughs> yeah. Like like they Becky, every photo I see and a little sweaty. <laughs> every photo I see is Becky with her little hand uh-huh. fan. Oh, Ooh, I love it. It's I love hot. Woo-wee. And then uh, Maggie is in New York mm-hmm. for the time being with Zachary. Yeah. So, you know, when left to our own devices, it's all children all the time. (laughs) We get a lot of questions about our kids. We get a lot of questions about kids in general uh, that people like, you know, they're like, do I want kids? I'm starting to think about having kids. You know, Mm -hmm. our, I feel like our listenership kind of ranges from the youngest being, mm, I don't know, a child, a child, (laughs) uh, and the oldest being probably our moms. Yeah. You know, so it kind of is all over the place and we don't talk about kids very much, but we're going to talk about them today. I also sound like I pound whiskey every night. (laughs) That is just a preschool plague that I'm getting over. Wait, you don't pound whiskey every night? Uh, sometimes I don't, <laughs> I don't suggest that as a good coping mechanism for parenthood, but, um, no, the first year of preschool, brutal rough. on the immune system so of the rough. whole family. I feel yeah. like that's just the first year out of COVID is, yeah, uh, that too. has just been rough on everybody. Yeah. So like, it's just sickness after sickness after sickness. I know. Poor um, Finn is the same way. He just, he catches everything because he puts his mouth on everything. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. that's true. Guys, I saw Finn the other day for the first time in like a couple months. He was like walking. He was like eating foods. I was like, What's, who is this child? It's been a while, right? I said, we were going to talk about babies, but really we don't have babies. We have toddlers. We have children. Yeah. yeah. We have preschoolers. Finn uh can almost talk he like he can fully communicate with our nanny okay like, when finn says ray ray my heart will burst and be oh my full finally you just wait i can't wait you just wait yeah he says um so our nanny's dog's name is jackson mm-hmm. and he says jackson jackson yeah <laughs> i know that's the that's the first name he's Muffin. called though it's not even our nanny's name it's <laughs> jackson listen dogs are more important than people we know this i know I know. I well, hear that. Should we get into it? We have sure. questions. Yeah. So we have some questions to guide our conversation. Um, just because Rachel and I could go off about kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, well, to give a little background, Rach, you have two kids. I have twin three-year-olds. Mm-hmm. 
And you also have two kids. I also now. have two kids. I have a four year old and a and a twenty month old, both boys. Yeah, we're very gender divided across the room. You have we boys, are very I have girls. Divided. But we'll see what they are when they grow up. Yeah, That's we will how see. they were born. Can or- you see your kids already starting to like show signs of being like artistic or uh, mm. extroverted? I mean, definitely. I think uh, having them side by side at an identical age, it's very easy to see all the ways in which they're very different from one another, Mm -hmm. which I think from a young age has really elucidated for me how they are their own beings. Um, Whereas if you just had one kid with no one to compare them to, you might, I don't know. It's so funny because all the ways in which Poppy is extremely social, June is not. Right. And all the ways in which June is like highly verbal and very like has lots of ideas. Poppy's just going with the flow. So like the play off of each other, they're very different. Yeah. Yeah. And I get you. Um, certainly Wes. Wes is four. Oh, Wes is four. He, oh my goodness. He's interested in everything. Mm -hmm. Like truly he likes to get his hands on things. You know, (laughs) he just wants to move his body and he loves big body movements. Mm -hmm. He loves, um, you know, like his gymnastics classes and things like that. And I find, you know, when you see him next to other kids that are like his age, Mm -hmm. he is, I would never have guessed this because he's so active and so just like fidgety at home Mm -hmm. that he is the one who sits still and listens. It's remarkable. I know. I'm like, goodness like you know like he just loves learning Uh and I can totally see him being like a stem kid because Mm -hmm. when so we got a like a book of um experiments recently Mm -hmm. and now he's just like let's do experiments (laughs) like he wants to you know he he wants to like make a volcano and I know he's totally a tiny Ned and Finn is so different Mm -hmm. Finn loves to sit and look at books by himself Mm-hmm. It, that's like his happy place. Sometimes yeah. when Wes gets to be too much for him, mm-hmm. you know, because Wes will be like up in his face and be like, Finn, you want to do this? Finn, you want to hug? Finn, you want to like, you want to play with this? Which is very sweet. And it was certainly different, um, you know, six months ago when mm-hmm. Wes was, couldn't stand Finn. Um, but now when, when Finn gets to be too, like when Wes gets to be too much, Finn will say, uh, no. And then he'll walk away and like go somewhere quiet and pull out a book or pull out like a uh-huh. toy that he can do himself. And then he'll sort of like just do his own thing until he's, until he's done. And then he'll come back and, and be hilarious. He has mm-hmm. the most hilarious. Um, he likes to dance and loves to dance. He'll come over and he'll just like, like actually twerk and shake his booty because he knows what makes me laugh. It's just so funny. It's so funny. So sweet. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Finn is very much like music, mm-hmm. reading. Uh, Wes is like sword fights and, <laughs> and you're like, you know, I'm pretending to fly. And, uh-huh. Oh my goodness. I'm pretending to fly. I'm pretending to a fly. A lot of bad guys with Wes's imaginary play. A lot of bad guys. There's a lot of bad guys. A lot of bad guys. All right. I'm going to hop in on the questions. Okay. We're starting with pregnancy. Ooh, okay. Did you always know from when you were like a teen onward that you wanted to be a mom? Yes, I think I did. I never, I, I never, 
how do I explain it? Like I didn't ever commit when I was young to being like, I absolutely want to be a mother. Like my life will not be complete if I'm not, if I am not a mother. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think I always knew that it was something that would be fulfilling for me. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Oh, I always wanted to be. Oh yeah. I was a nanny. I was a kindergarten teacher. I always, always wanted to be a mom. And then we really struggled to get pregnant Mm -hmm. and that like really solidified like this like intense desire. Cause then I had to like grapple with how much I wanted it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Money. So much money. (laughs) Um, so much effort. I'm going to say something real hot take, real controversial. Okay. Let's hear it. Now that I am a mom, the world could not exist for me without Poppy and June existing in it. Like that is so clear. And I in fact have a hard time remembering that they didn't exist when I like look back on my life um, because they are so fully a part of the scope of the world now. But now that I am a mom, I can more clearly see a future where I wasn't one. Yeah. Like now that I'm in it and doing it, I'm like, oh, the choice not to have kids is also a really cool choice. Right, exactly. I didn't think that before. Not for other people. Obviously, everyone should do what they want. But right. for me, I thought, oh, that's exactly what I want. And now that I'm experiencing exactly how hard it is sometimes, I'm like, oh, if I could go back with this knowledge, that's not why I would choose because I need June and Poppy to exist. Right. But I could see myself being happy with no kids. Right. Like you could certainly weigh the choices a little bit more. I could with mm-hmm. this knowledge. I could never have done that before they were born. Yeah. And like I said, it's not the choice I would make, but I see the no kids argument so much more clearly yeah. for myself than I could have before. I remember when, so I was having a conversation with my mom one time and I asked her, you know, like, uh, why did you wait so long to have kids? Cause she, she didn't have me till she was 27, which 27, <laughs> I know, which is ridiculous. It's like, it's so early. <laughs> she was a baby. I know. What are you talking about? I Ariel? Know. I know. It's so ridiculous. Um, she but, had kids like 10 years before us. Uh, right. Exactly. But okay. like, but like at the time, uh, you know, she, like she had a, a bunch of friends that were having kids and, um, and so, yeah. And, 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 and so I was kind of like, well, why did you wait so long? Mm-hmm. Um, And she like no hesitation said, well, we didn't know we wanted kids. Like we didn't think we wanted kids. Your your dad and I were very focused on our careers. We, um, you know, we considered not having children for a while. And I was like, I was wildly hurt by that. I was like, you were, you considered not having kids. Like why? I, I, you know, I, I, I don't, I like, I haven't actually gotten into the feelings of that, Mm -hmm. but Thinking about it now, I probably felt like, well, you know, <clears throat> do, do, do you feel like your life would be complete without me? Without me? In it? But see, <laughs> no kids route isn't saying I'm not choosing to have you. Exactly. It's that I'm not choosing to engage with that. Exactly. But your specificity doesn't exist in that world. Right. Of course she would choose you. Of course. That's why I having the knowledge I have now, although I can see the path, I can't choose it. Yeah. Now I have the specificity of June and right. Poppy. I could never let that go. But I understand how hard it is in a different way now that um, I could have, I was too blinded by my desire to have babies before. Yeah. I know. I really wanted babies. <laughs> you know, um, 
how did you decide when to have kids? You thought 27 was old? Ah, what, if, Ariel. Okay, when I was like 14, I thought okay, 27 right. was old. Okay, when I yeah. was 14, I had mapped out a plan of my life where I was like, married at 22, kids by 24, <laughs> Nobel Peace Prize by 28, <laughs> Broadway <laughs> star by 30, and then I died. You know, like I had a total plan that was ridiculously early and dumb. Did you say a Nobel Peace Prize? Yeah. And a Broadway and a, star? And a Tony. <laughs> I had big wow. dreams. Wow. I love that. You know, 14-year-olds are dumb. Oh, yeah. yeah. Short-sighted. Short-sighted. I'm sure there are lots of 14-year-olds listening. You're not dumb. Listen, I just had big dreams, guys. <laughs> I, I don't think that's dumb. I think that's actually <laughs> fantastic. You need to look back on those like diaries and stuff and uh-huh. just be like, I need uh-huh. to, I, like, where did this energy come from? <laughs> the energy. And where did it go? <laughs> well, I, I think lost I, it. I think we all know where it went. I think we <laughs> all know where it goes. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, when did, uh, yeah. let's see. So Ned and I got married pretty early. Yeah, you did. We you did, did my yeah. plan for yes. marriage. Well, sort of. I mean, I I wasn't 22. I was 25. That's still quite yeah. young. You, yeah, I was 25. You and Pixie Podcast Miles both. That's right. So, ow, ow. But that? Ned was 23. Yeah, well, Ned's a baby. Ned's a baby. I know. Um, and we wanted to live a life together before mm-hmm. we had kids. So mm-hmm. we waited. We waited until I was 32. And so when did you decide, like, did you have a conversation? Was it because of your age? Did you just feel ready? Like, what was the, like, impending, what variable it, changed? It didn't have any really anything to do with our age. Um, or maybe it did. But, like, that wasn't the leading factor. Mm-hmm. It was more of a, we just felt like we were ready and that we were sort of settling down. We... We're trying to buy a house. We had stable jobs. You know, we, we were. <laughs> you had stable jobs at the beginning of the we pregnancy. Had, we had stable jobs <laughs> when we got pregnant. Uh-huh. When I had my child, we had no health care. Um, <clears throat> oh, yes. We all recall. Uh-huh. If you don't recall, watch the Try Guys documentary. It's out now <laughs> on our channel. Um, so, yeah, there was no stability when we actually had Wes. But at the time, we were like, I think our relationship is ready for this. Um, you know, that mm-hmm. I, I think that was really the important thing was that the two of us together, we were like, we can face this together now. We have yeah. we've lived enough life mm-hmm. um, and, you know, there's 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 other factors. There's factors of like, uh, can we afford it? Mm-hmm. Do we have a place for the baby to sleep? You know, like that sort of you thing. You didn't, but we, go at ahead. the time we did not, but we figured it out. We figured it out. But when you out. got pregnant, you did. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, you. I don't know your when you decide. Oh. I I I usually know most of your stories, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. do not know the answer to this question. Well, we were real eager. I was real eager to have babies. Like I said, very baby focused. You know, Watson and I dated for only two years before we got married at the courthouse. And then just a couple of months later, had our actual wedding. And by the time we had our actual wedding, we were already trying to have kids. Wow. I was trying to get pregnant. I didn't care if I was pregnant at my wedding or not. Yeah. Um, 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And so less than three years of being together and we were going for it. Now, I was already 32. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then we were trying and trying and trying for a long time, um, over a year. But um, I think we started trying basically as soon as we got married at the courthouse because then I was on his health insurance. I didn't uh-huh. have health insurance before. And that was like one of our main concerns. But we were kind of ready to try from the moment we like – we're officially dating, basically. Really? We were just, one of our first dates was house shopping for him. Not for us, but we were going to open houses. That's like, hilarious. We were just like in our 30s. I had like dated someone really long term out of college. I had a 10-year relationship. Then I had a few years of being single. And by and we had been friends for a year. So by the time we like were actually dating, it was just kind of no holds bar. Like, yeah. you know, You're I like, think... We know what we want. Yeah. yeah. I think he said, I love you before we even told our friends we were dating. What? It was like kind of fast. Yeah. It, he loved you. He loved me really quickly. Wait. So, okay. You you guys met. Let's just go into like how you met Watson. Uh-huh. Um, you guys met on, on set. We met on set of a pilot for a Zach Galifianakis show called Baskets. Okay. And um, we had like a mutual group of friends. Like his, one of his best friends was also one of my best friends who I had worked on a different pilot with. So you guys were doing like group things together. And yeah, you would we chat were all and... friends, but um, he was dating someone. Oh. And then, but they were like doomed from the start without me, you know, like we were just friends for like almost a full year. And then after they broke up, like a couple months after that, you were like, Oh, well, I was like, huh. I did like, it's, it's interesting. Like once somebody, like when somebody's off the table, Mm -hmm. then you don't even think about it. And then when somebody's Mm -hmm. on the table, you're like, Oh, actually, I mean, And then we like went, you know, out to grab drinks just as friends and like we shut the bar down and I like from sitting and chatting just as friends. Wow. And I was like, okay, when was it's 1am, first... gotta go. <laughs> when was the first time you, you talked about kids with him? Lord, if I know, probably like, way too soon. That date? You know, <laughs> the first no, day. no. But like as soon as we were properly dating and all of our friends knew and all of that, I think we would sit together at dinners and we would be like, so if you were ever to get engaged, how, what would you want that to look like? Or we would talk about it like in theory. And if you were ever to have a child, what would you want that to look like? And when we talked about kids, we always said this thing that I think cursed us. No, blessed us. What? We always said, well, we'll start with one and then we'll see. Oh, 
<laughs> and then we started with two. Um, and now you're seeing. And now we're seeing. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, now we're seeing, and now we have two. Uh, side note: most question comment, most common question I get on Instagram DMs, which I'm sure you do too, uh-huh. which I know Becky does too, and I bet Maggie if she checks and not Matt is, uh, "Are you having another baby?" And people will even go so far as to comment on my photos and to be like, Rachel, is that a bump I see? Uh, and I'm like, if I'm not telling you it's a bump, it's not a bump. Yeah. That's just my belly. No, that's just what my body looks that's like. That's just my belly. And I'm like self-conscious enough about it. So yeah. Maybe so don't thank talk you. about it. But thank you. I, I fully appreciate like as somebody who has been on Bump Watch, um, mm-hmm. I, I fully <laughs> appreciate like... Uh, the excitement mm-hmm. of when there is a bump and, and because you just yeah. want to be, you just want to get so excited for that person with that person. But you and don't so, ask until they I tell know, you. I know, I know. But it's, you know, for, for a lot of people who haven't, you know, experienced that, had somebody comment on their body in, mm. in a way that is so invasive, um, they don't, it, it doesn't even occur to them. Doesn't even occur to them. I know. But it's like, it's just, you just can't comment on people's bodies. I know. The end. The like, end. I saw my friend who was the only witness at our courthouse wedding and as a photographer for the first time in like a year after the pandemic. And it was just, she had this huge bump. Her belly button was popped. I just didn't say anything until she mentioned it. You never just know. Just in case. Like, what if, what if, Yeah. what if? You just never know. And I was like, pretty sure. And it turns out she was like a good six months pregnant. Yeah. Um, but you never know if like someone just had a miscarriage, if someone exactly. like just, or if that's just how someone's body looks now yeah. that has happened to friends of mine. They just still look pregnant for forever. Yeah. Um, you just no, guys. You just don't. Yeah, know. sure. I have a bump. That's just my body at 36 after having twins. That's right? the bump. Yeah. Like I can only wear super tight, high waisted pants like <laughs> yeah. most of the day. Like the, the rest yeah, of the yeah, time, yeah. I need to wear stretchy pants, guys. Stretchy pants, flouncy dresses. <laughs> That's the way. Uh, but I mean, the question still stands. Like, mm-hmm. will there be another one? And the answer is hell if I know. <laughs> uh, I thought you were gonna say hell no. Hell <laughs> if I know. <laughs> hell if I know. Mm-hmm. We're. Uh, I mean. We lean back and forth all the time. Currently leaning towards probably not. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean. Do you want to redact that? Is Ned going to kill you? No, he's not going to kill me. Okay, good. He's not going to kill me because he does it too. You know, oh, does he? We we look at Finn and how adorable he is. Mm-hmm. And and then we'll look over at Wes being like psychopath. <laughs> and we're like, babies are cute, right? Like babies are so cute. But here's the thing. Babies don't keep. I know. They don't keep. They've gone so fast. They are gone so fast. I know. Okay, well, speaking of, there is like, there was a question here that was, oh, okay. It was the first one that that Rainey sent that we should like think about. Uh Uh-huh. Which is, what is your favorite thing to do with each of your children? This one just made my, it just made my heart warm. I was like, what is my favorite thing to do with my children? What's your favorite thing to do with your children? Let's see. It's different for both of them. Mm -hmm. You know, because the it's hard to, the two of them are so different in ages that it's hard to really have like a, a really meaningful uh, connection with them together. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the ways that we actually do do that is the very first thing in the morning. I, I am a morning person 
And even when it's too early for my body and I'm like, why are you awake right now? I still, I'm just so happy to like, Finn will be standing in his crib with his little sleep sack on and he's like so happy to see me. You know, I come in and I like wake up his room and mm-hmm. like pull him out of his crib and he like uses, you know, he points and he goes, milk, milk. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you want some milk, buddy? Yeah, let's go do that. And then, you know, like Finn and I'll go out and we'll have our milk and I have a little conversation with him. And, uh, and then Wes kind of comes wandering out and he's like this sleepy four-year-old and <laughs> he's a little drowsy still. And he's like, hi mommy. And he loves morning hugs. And so he comes over and he snuggles with us. And sometimes I'm still holding Finn and sometimes I'll, you know, give Wes like a one arm or sometimes I'll give him two, but they're just so snuggly and sweet in the morning. And I just love it. Not every morning. Of course they're children. They're allowed to like have moods, but yeah, uh, I don't know. Most mornings I just feel so close to them and just so warm and snuggly. So sweet. Uh, I know. What about you? Favorite thing to do with them? I like how Rainy wrote each of them, and I don't ever, they're never separate. Not oh, yet. That's so funny. Never. Oh my never. goodness. They're only separate for like poppies and speech therapy. So um, we've been doing like speech evaluations around town to get her into a new program. So I take her for that, but it's like such a big deal to separate them. I really have to prep them. Oh, yeah. Or if one of them like has a rash and I'm taking them to the pediatrician, mm-hmm. but they even go to normal ped appointments together. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're never separated. And they, and they love that. I yeah, mean, they- I, 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 I know that they love that. Like, yeah. I remember one time Poppy was like in the house and June's mm-hmm. going, where's Poppy? Yeah. Where's Poppy? Like yeah. they are each other's security blanket. Yes. In fact, at preschool, their teachers told me that they don't go to the bathroom without going and getting the other one first. Really? <laughs> They're three-year-old like, twins. They're, they've never been alone. Oh my gosh. Um, so they get the other one to go potty. Now, next year I will be putting them in sec- separate academic classrooms. So <gasps> it's a big deal. Was that a choice? Yeah. Yeah, that's a choice. So they'll be together for half the day outside and they'll be separate for half the day inside. And by half the day, I mean two hours. Right. So we're just going <laughs> to go start slow. slow. <laughs> go slow. I think it's natural with twins, but I want them to have social autonomy and experiences right. eventually. Yeah, but of course. Um, w- my favorite thing to do with them is probably uh, we go out to breakfast in our neighborhood every weekend, both weekend days um, at a local little coffee shop and they're obsessed and so am I and we just go up the hill and we sit down together and we chat and they like both want to sit on me and we feed each other and we all know <laughs> what we're ordering and like it's just our space. And then usually afterwards they're like, can we not go home? And I'm like, sure, let's go figure out what we're going to do. Oh, But like we just, we have coffee and milk in the mornings and like hang out. Yeah. That's probably my favorite thing to do with them. The hanging out is just so wonderful. Mm-hmm. I mean, now that, now that I, like Wes can fully talk um, and Finn can communicate. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I really, that's such a lovely time to just talk to them. Yeah. You know, like pick yeah. their minds and see what they're, see what they like and what they're thinking about. And yeah. It's a very funny time to yeah. like sit and have conversation with two, three-year-olds. Right. Exactly. Because the things that they care about are not the things that we care about. It's true. <laughs> Did you know, because of what Watts's career was, that, that I would you be alone would, all the time? Yeah. No, I didn't. So 
once again, my husband is working out of town for another six months. I did six months solo last year and I'm doing another six months now. He has almost always taken a job out of town um, every year, at least just because not all the work is in LA. He's worked on some really cool projects like Atlanta and Atlanta are shot movies abroad. Um, And, you know, I've always been supportive of that. Uh, that has always been fine, but I didn't realize it'd be parenting solo so much. And my friends will be like, oh yeah, I was alone all weekend when my husband went on a biking trip. And I'm like, wrong group text guys, not to me. You don't. I think think that all the time, whenever I'm alone with the boys for even like four hours or something like that, I'm like, how does Rachel fucking do this every (laughs) single day? I mean, Okay, let's acknowledge this though. I'm a solo parent with a full-time nanny with a husband, at least emotional, psychological, and um, from afar support. Uh Like I make him book the dog walkers, order the pull-ups, you know, like I'm like, oh, my car has a problem. Call the shop and I'll drop it off. Like I make him work for the household for what he can do. Um, and he's on East coast time, so he can really do a lot of West coast shit. Right, Of course. Great. Um, how do actual single parents do it with no full-time nanny, no like psychological husband support? I just like fully bow down to those people who either choose to, or find themselves as single parents. Yeah especially in the pandemic for which your village is so small. Right. Like when my kids enrolled in preschool, you were my emergency contact for them because they didn't know anyone else in the whole world, Ariel. <laughs> I know. They didn't know anyone else. I know. Like if anyone if else were to else come pick them, pick them up, up, they would be like, yeah, that's a stranger. Right. Like I was the person who would you go You were the and only person we saw at one point yeah. in their lives. Wes was their singular friend. Uh, I mean, because we were already were his wor- singular friend. We were already working together through the pandemic. So yeah. it was like our only safe pod. Yeah. Um, so like, how do parents in the pandemic do it where you can't just rely on like your neighbor, your aunt, your cousin, if you don't have family nearby, I just, so yes, I do like kind of a hard thing that I didn't necessarily sign up for. Um, but how do people do this for their whole lives? I know. I don't know. Um, it takes so much self-sacrifice to, from the moment your eyes open till the moment your kid's eyes closed at the end of the day mm-hmm. to either be at work or working for your family. Yeah. And then it also just takes like so much endurance and tenacity to like endure that kind of like loneliness when the only people you're hanging out with are kids. Like I was telling the guys on set yesterday that Monday night or whenever I discovered that we had run out of dog food. Oh no! I was like, Oh, whoops. My other child has no food. Like I fed her dinner from like the crumbs of the kibble. And it turns out just like (laughs) the subscription of dog food didn't come last month and no one noticed. So I like panic, go to Amazon. I can't get it delivered in a day. I check both of the stores and I have to be on set at 8, 15 a.m. the next morning after I drop the girls off at preschool at 8 and the pet stores in my neighborhood don't open before (laughs) 8. So there was no way I could get her any food because my kids were already asleep. This is like 8 p.m. at night. Yeah. Um, I'm stuck. I can't leave the kids. Right. The dog has no food. So I pulled a filet of salmon out of the freezer and roasted it for her the next morning and gave it to her for breakfast. (laughs) That's what you have to do. That's absolutely what you have to do. I was like, here's rice and salmon. (laughs) But like, I was stuck. 
And luckily, you know, we had food in the house that the dog could eat. Right, right. But I was just stuck. I get it. I didn't know what to do. I know. So I just imagine truly single parents, not people parenting solo for six months or a year at a time or whatever, get stuck all the time being like, the baby's asleep, but I need that prescription, but it doesn't open, but I have to go to work, but my boss doesn't understand. Yeah. I considered turning the monitor on my phone and like driving up to the right aid. And I was like, (laughs) no, no, I can't do that. What if, very real possibility, what if there's an earthquake while I did that? I would never forgive myself. I would rather Clementine be hungry. You know, she's gotten a little chunky in the pandemic. (laughs) Anyways, we worked it out. It's all that salmon and rice, Rachel. (laughs) One time. (laughs) No, it's the fact that I no longer take her on fun trips to exercise and stuff. I know, I know. You know what? I also got chunky in the pandemic a little bit. (laughs) It's because you're not taking yourself on fun trips. I'm not taking myself on fun trips anymore. (laughs) Um, How did you decide on the boys' names? Oh, that was tough for us because we we were all over the place with names. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was, I, I okay. I feel like um, the way that I make decisions is I I stress out and I look at the whole pool of options, right? Mm-hmm. And it's too much every every single time I have to make a big decision. It's too much, and so I have to create boundaries for myself in order to like categorize the decision. Yeah. And so. Um, we knew that the boys were going to have Ned's last name. And uh, do you still stand by that? Cause since that, did you see in Italy that um, infants now uh, can take mother or father's I last name? See that. And I have a good friend from college who gave her daughter, her last name instead of her husband's. Yeah. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, I regret everything. Ah. Why did I sign <laughs> off on my husband's last name? They could have been Cole. I know. I know. Cole's such a good last name. I know. Um, it never, yeah, I still stand you by You changed it. yours too. Yeah, I changed mine too. And yeah, so it just, I, I feel like it just logistically, it's simpler sometimes, mm-hmm. but, um, that's a whole nother conversation. I know. Uh, and so I, we knew that they were going to be Fulmer and, um, I kind of realized after meeting a lot of Ned's family that I really liked the, the way that, uh, the name sounded when they had a one syllable first name mm-hmm. and then Fulmer. So Ned Fulmer, Jim Fulmer, Reese Fulmer, you know, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. There was just something about that. And so Ariel, exactly. Oh, no. Yeah. No, mine's like, <laughs> um, and so I was, I, and so I made that like one of the things I was like, well, they need to have, they need to be able to have a nickname that could be one syllable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we found this amazing book called, Ch- the child name wizard or something like that. It it was a great book that, no, that I did not have this book. It kind of broke names down into like what sort of feelings they give you and, and like where they kind of come from. And so, you know, one of the categories was like surfer names, uh, you know, so there'd be like, Wyatt and uh-huh. like, Kai. You know, Kai. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then we also, and then it had like a side note that said, you know, go to like, California surfer names and it's Wes, you know, uh-huh. and I was just like, I mean, my kid is definitely going to be like a California surfer at heart. I mean, he is the most like bleach blonde exactly. beach baby. Yeah. yeah. And I, I always imagine like, I, I, I always, when I think about my kids' names, I imagine them in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I imagine people 
talking about them, like gossiping about them, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know. Is that, is, is that weird? Is that weird? But I imagine girls being yeah. like, oh my God, you know, Wes Fulmer. Our boys. You know? Our boys. are like, oh my did God. Did you see Wes Fulmer? Oh my God. Did you see Wes Is he wearing Fulmer? basketball shorts again? Oh my yeah. God. Oh my God. Did you know that, did you know that Finn's brother is Wes? You know, like, I don't know, for some the reason. The one with the ear piercing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Can you believe? Um, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I just imagine. Does he have his driver's license yet? No, not yet. Just a permit. <laughs> but his mom's super cool. <laughs> yeah. But his mom, she's so pretty. <laughs> I just imagine. I, yeah. I just imagine these like. That's funny. Older kids and people. Gossiping. But, but like them being happy with their names, you mm-hmm. know, because of, I don't know. So, Were you always happy with your name? I was always happy with my name. Miles? Oh, yeah. I always had that. No one had my name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Miles is not very common. Pretty I did, and Bonsignori really you were gonna name sealed your, the well, deal. You name your child Miles. We did think about it, but we knew Miles at the time, so, oh! so we couldn't. <laughs> we couldn't. You know one of my, you know one of my names is not Miles. What's but that? It's Milo. Oh, that's a name I like. I love for Milo. a girl. Milo is yeah. good. Milo for a girl. Mm. Yeah, mm. Otis. Otis. <laughs> um, How did you pick yes. Finn? Um, Finn was one of my boy names. I, yeah, isn't that funny? It's okay. I'll never have boys. Okay, so one thing that I learned from this book um, was I read like the uh, the the introduction, mm-hmm. which was which was a pretty sizable introduction. It wasn't just like welcome to this book. It was it talked all about how names come in and out of fashion and how they kind of like there are certain names that are just in the like the the psyche of society at a certain time and it comes mm-hmm. from the you know the way oh, yeah. we were raised and Rachel uh, in the 80s right exactly give me a break. Ashley Catherine mm-hmm. like all of these different ones and right now Finn is one of those like definitely Finn Finn goes to uh gymnastics and there's two other Finns in his class one of them is a Findlay and the other one is a Finnegan yep and they're all Finns so many Finns yeah I love Finn I love it too. I love it too. And I mean, he's and he's such a fan. He's such I a never sweetie. minded Rachel being I minded being one of like five Rachels in every class. Yeah. That is annoying. But I never minded it sounding like I was a mid eighties kid. Yeah. Like or yeah. mid eighties baby really yeah. infant. Um, cause I was like, I don't mind it being a sign of the times, yeah, which Finn absolutely. may be. It, yeah. It's so popular. You know what really cemented Finn for me? Um, do you know what the name of the goldfish on the goldfish package is? Oh, it's Finn. It's Finn. And you love goldfish. I know. It was my pregnancy food. You influenced me so hard with goldfish that I brought goldfish that I wouldn't let Watson touch to the hospital to have after birth. The best. Yeah. They're I mean, I do love them. I loved them before. Yeah. But I like, it really solidified that decision for yeah. me. I was, I was looking, like, Ariel had these. I need them. Yeah. I was looking at like a Costco sized box of, yeah. of goldfish. And, you know, I don't know why I was sitting at the table eating goldfish, looking at the Costco sized box, but I was like, oh, Finn. Finn. Meet That's Finn. a good name. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. But yeah, Ned and I decided on Wes. It, it took a long time to mm-hmm. decide on Wes. And um, we just really, we liked it. It was between Wes and, you know, Ned, we also, thought maybe one of those like very East coasty names like mm. Kip or something like that would be good. Kip. I, I stand by that, you but I am glad Kip? that we went with Wes. Did you ever, okay, here's a good question. After 
each boy was born, mm-hmm. each baby was born. Did you ever question whether or not you had given them the right name? Uh, no. I it felt right. Isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. Uh, it took us a couple days to name Wes. Mm-hmm. But once we named him, it felt right. Um, and uh, I, I also, I'm not one to... Uh, to regret things that I can't change, you know, you could, I know, but once I make a decision, I'm like, it's a waste. It's a waste of my, of my mental energy to regret something. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I've talked about that before, but tell us about Poppy and June. Poppy and June. Well, obviously I'd wanted kids for a long time, really hard to get pregnant. So coming into pregnancy, I had a boy name and a girl name Mm -hmm. that were very solidified for me. Um, and what were they? Can you tell us? Yeah. Are they Oliver and Uh Juniper? Oliver was mine too. Yeah. It became too popular by now. Like if I were to get pregnant with a boy right the second, not that we're trying to have a baby, don't extrapolate that, but I would not, I would no longer use use Oliver because it's like a fin. And I just, I have friends with kids named Oliver now. Yeah. Um, but I really like the nickname Ollie. I know this is going to sound so dumb, but in New York, I had like a favorite favorite, favorite barista at my coffee shop named Ollie. And, you know, I got a lot of good cappuccinos from Ollie. I found him delightful. Would you, would it be an O-L-L-I or an O-L-L-Y? Or O-L-I? Or O-L-I. I don't know. It's like short for Ollie? Oliver. <laughs> Ollie? Um, O-L-L-I maybe. Because I Because like that's that. how you spell Oliver. That's kind of what I was thinking too. Um, and then Juniper was one. And Juniper I had picked, you know, I had baby names in high school. I had them in college. You, you've been thinking I've about this your whole time. life. And I wish I could remember what those were because I'm sure they were terrible. Oh. I bet they were like Chloe, Julia, you know. I still like um, Chloe. And, I th- and I th- I'm pretty sure that Allison was one of mine. Yeah, Alice was always one of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, Chloe... I got over when I taught school in the mm. like 2009, 2010, because um, it was very popular. Really? I had a lot of Chloe's. Um, but when I moved to California with Juniper plants, Juniper became one of my leading baby names. So then when I found out we were having two girls, I was like, oh shit, what am <laughs> I going to do? One. And I knew I wanted a California plant. Wow. That's what I knew. That's so funny. You were like, I just, it just works. I knew I kind of wanted like, I mean, you could take that pretty expansively, but I wanted something indicative of the time and place where they were born. Could have been Jacaranda. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course. (laughs) Call her Jackie. Jackie. (laughs) No, I really can't look at an infant and call her Jackie. (laughs) It's not, it's not in the cards, Ariel. Um, Jacaranda. Another close call that I almost dare not say, maybe we'll redact it just for fun, was Fern. I, I really like Fern. Fern. Also Charlotte's Web. Don't redact um, that. I no, love Fern. Redact it so I can use it for my third child oh, and no fair. one will have stolen it. Fair enough. No, I guess I don't know our listeners personally. Steal away. Leave it out there. Fern. Um, that Which, was a close third. Nerf? Nerf? Why would no, you do it, be, it backwards? It would be Nerf. Why? I don't know. Okay. I was just, um, but my sister-in-law sent me a list of her baby names that I was allowed to use. Uh, Hold on. uh, And Penelope with nickname Poppy was on there. And when I saw it, I burst into tears. I was like, Oh, that's my name. By the way, dear listeners, 
She has now had another baby since then. And I sent her a list of my baby names to use and she took one. So we have traded <gasps> baby names. Wow. So my new niece is one of my female baby names. That is so funny. Yeah. I love that you guys shared baby names. Like she only you can sent a use list this. that I was free to take. Like she didn't send a list of like, and then when she was like, I don't know for her second, I was like, here's my list. And I did not put Fern on there because I still wanted You're it. Like, That's fine. That's mine. Uh, we're not having a third baby. I'm not naming them Oliver or Fern. Um, but uh, so once I saw Poppy and then I had Juniper, and then we gave them family names as middle names. It really solidified for me that that's what it was. And yeah. I said, Ariel Fulmer, I said, I'm going to birth them. I'm going to hold them. And then I'm going to name them. Uh-huh. I didn't do that. I named them in utero. You did? Yeah. I didn't know that. I named them in utero. I started you knew. talking to them. You knew which one. And I, yeah, yeah. Baby A and baby B. I named them. And did you always know that A was going to be June and she was going to come out first? I knew that I'd named baby A June uh-huh. and I knew that baby A would come first. Uh-huh. That's how they named baby A. Um, and by the time I did that, by the time we picked Poppy, they were not flip-flopping. They were pretty big. It was yeah. like relatively late in pregnancy. So you they knew. were where they were. You knew June so, yeah. was going to come first and then Poppy. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. So, you know, That's I hilarious. named him in utero. So Ugh. funny. Uh-huh. Would you say the transition between zero to one kids or one to two kids was harder? Depends on... <sighs> What you consider hard. I, what do you consider hard? When I, when I think of things that are very difficult for me, mm-hmm. it's something that I am not prepared for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was prepared for the first kid. I mm-hmm. like, I had prepared myself. I had had years to prepare myself mm-hmm. to, to like know that it was going to be hard and mm-hmm. to, to like, I don't know, prepare myself, but like, physically to, to take care of a child and like time wise and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I knew what it was going to take. I knew I wasn't going to be going to get any sleep going from one to two. I thought I had it in the bag and then it just, Uh -uh. it, I was blindsided, fully blindsided. I like Wes was a great sleeper. Finn was not a great sleeper, you know, in like the first year of his life. And that, threw me for a loop. Um, yeah. Kids are different. Kids are different. And I think parenting one is what kind of parent are you when you've had a lot of non parent, single adult, not single. So parenting one is like, who are you as a parent when you've had tons of time to prepare, but no experience Mm -hmm. when you're book smart on parenting, you're coming into it like with, all the free time in the world. Yeah. You might not think that, but that's true. Yeah. And then parenting your second is who are you as a parent when you have no energy or time left to give? Exactly. Who are you as a parent when your life is already at a hundred percent? Yeah. And you just add another hundred percent and hope for the best. Exactly. And it's really hard. Just like hope that they're all getting what they need. Yeah. You can't, you don't have the time to like just dedicate to preparing yourself, your home, your life. No, because you're taking care of a kid. But you know what you have on your side? Experience. Exactly, exactly. But, you know, and there were some things where the experience was uh, like, I'm so glad that I had it. Mm -hmm. Um, But there were some, in some ways he was very different. Yeah, of course. And so, you know, the experience, I was like, 
well, now my experience is working against me because <laughs> I thought, thought this was going to be easier oh, or yeah. I thought I was going to do it like this. Turns out. No, no. <laughs> Every kid is their own kid. And I've been raising two kids in an almost identical environment. They've literally never left each other's side. They're wildly different. At the identical time. And yes, there is probably some difference in my response to each of them based on personality, but like very nuanced stuff here, yeah. right? And they develop differently. They have different needs. They have different relationships with me, with each other, with the, our home, with preschool, with their nanny. Like right. they are, there's only so much that you are imparting on them. And there's just so much they bring to the table. And yeah. that's just who they are. I have one who has always been the most excellent sleeper I've ever met in my entire life. And the other one needs me relatively frequently at night. We sleep trained both um, very lightly. I have I did baby led weaning for both the whole shebang. Uh -huh. And one at three is super picky. And the other one would literally try anything you gave her and probably love it. Like <laughs> you can only do so much. Right. They yeah. are in control of so much. It's like you have given them the same food. Yeah. Every day of their lives. Someone said this to me last night, the other day. Um, she was like, yeah, when I became a mom, I really considered my husband's or my like parenting partner's opinion. I considered my opinion and I weighed out the best choice. And I fucking forgot about the baby's opinion. And I was like, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> you and your partner can come to all the agreements you want on how to parent. But the baby is going to have an opinion a on what they want. Decide. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> You know, like, just like you and Ned, you probably were like, yeah, I'll breastfeed. That's what I want to do. Yeah. And your boys were like, the fuck you will. Yeah. I would we're prefer small. a bottle, please. <laughs> we're too small, mom. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have to figure it out. But even more so as they get bigger, I'm like, oh, I yeah. want to do this and this. And it's like, right. okay, you don't want to. Okay. Never mind. Uh, uh, well, I guess I we guess. won't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what other hard questions do we have in here? The hard question I was going to ask is, can you describe what the love for your kids physically feels like? I feel like that's really hard. It is very hard, but absolutely, it's a physical feeling. Yeah, what does love for your kids feel like, Ariel? Everybody brace yourselves for poetry. Poetry <laughs> from me, really? Yeah. Um, well, let's see. Have you ever gotten into a hot tub? Yes, I have. And... With it, you and our children recently. Yes, well, you know, <laughs> it, when you get a hug from a toddler, uh -huh. my body turns into molten, like hot tub glob. Yeah. <laughs> it is the sweetest, most, uh, just wonderful and pure thing that mm -hmm. you could ever get are toddler hugs. And I, I try to get them as much as I can <laughs> and I never take them. I've uh -huh. learned that like you can't just be like, give me a hug or oh, like, no. here's a hug. It's can I give you a hug or mm -hmm. do you want a hug? Yeah. You know, and then usually they're like, uh huh. Or yeah. they just come in for the hug. Like Finn just goes in. For, for those of hug. you who are not up on current parenting practices, that is um, informed consent from an early age. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. don't just do things to kids. You, yes. If you have to do something, to them or for them, like pick them up when they're screaming to get them out them. of the way or put them in a car seat when they won't get in. Cause you know, you tell them you're going to do that and you're going to do that. You I know? understand that you don't want this, but I have to mm -hmm. do this to keep but you safe. Otherwise you ask them. We actually, 
the girls started this language, I feel like, but we say, do you have a hug to give? Do you have a kiss to give? Oh. And June will be like, or Poppy will be like, I have one. I have a kiss too. <laughs> do you have one to give? <laughs> okay, I'll take them. It's do so you have, precious. Do you have two to give? I've never asked them that, but yeah. I'll take two. But I, I'd say that feeling of like warmth and sort of, you know, the feeling that you get when you like relax. Mm-hmm. It just feels warm and and like... I don't know, like all of the muscles in your body are just getting what they need. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, I feel like whenever I, so when I say goodnight to Wes, we do this thing where he, where he says like, I love you all the way to earth because he didn't realize that we were on earth. <laughs> and so well, there was one morning where I explained to him where I, we, we like drew out all the planets mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, so earth is technically the closest planet to us. Do you love um, me? So you love only me to earth to here. And, and, um, and he was like, well, which one is the farthest one away? And I was like, well, it looks like that's uh, Neptune or is Jupiter. It, it's Pluto, but is Pluto, Pluto doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. I mean, it exists. It's, it's not a planet. It's not a planet anymore. I think it's Jupiter. Okay. Uh, and so now he says, uh, I love you all the way to Jupiter. And it just melts my heart. And then sometimes he'll, so and, and then a smart kid, he started saying, I love you all the way to Jupiter and then to the sun and then back to earth. I'm just like, what, where do you get this stuff? Ugh. That's so cute. It's just like their feelings. Like they, they, there's a, a it, it, kind of a double-edged sword with toddler mm -hmm. feelings, right? Um, on the one hand, they can, they say everything that they're feeling and they have a lot of feelings and they, those can be, you know, wild feelings when you're out in public and yeah, they don't they want don't to. They don't know how to process <laughs> exactly. them. So they're very big and uncontained. Right. But when those big and uncontained feelings are love towards you. Yeah. And joy oh. towards you. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I know. Just melt. It's very pure. It is very pure. What does it feel like to you? Love, love for my kids. Yeah, or just the, yeah, the feeling. Okay, here's what I think it's like. Um, very different. Ah. Though I agree with everything you said. I think having children is like creating horcruxes. I putting yourself split my soul into three. And only when I'm with them, physically in the room, holding them to my body, am I within my full being and without them, parts of me exist out in the world and I am not my full being. Oh. I am constantly being torn and split apart because I have taken pieces of myself that I'll never get back yeah. unless I'm with them. Yeah. So yeah. You're, you're always thinking about them no yeah. matter where you are. I, from here, from this moment that they were born onward, from when they stopped being a part of my like actual body, although they left their DNA in me. So like they're still, they're still part of you. Um, I have never done anything again at 110%. I haven't worked mm -hmm. or been with friends or been in like on a trip or traveled or been a part of the world or anything at 100% because I have split off parts of myself that mm -hmm. I cannot get back unless we are together. And I feel like I have to save energy for them. Mm. You know, like- That's interesting. I, I, Ned and I talk about this a lot where, uh, like he can go hundred percent on like the soccer field or something like that. Mm -hmm. Whereas I always have 15% left in the tank because I know that I'm going to need it at some point. Like for the kids, for the kids. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. I never again in my life will I be out about on my own and operating at a hundred percent myself because I gave up part of myself, you know, like I used to yeah. dedicate everything to a work project or, a, you know, travel or friend groups or whatever, but just, you know, yeah, that makes me think about what it's going to be like when our kids are grown. I know. And what have we maintained of ourselves yeah. since then? I do think every day that they exist, they are more a part of the world and less a part of me. And um, that is how it is. How does and, that make you feel? Like, how does that, do you feel like you've just lost that that part of you that 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 doesn't have them connected to you? Or do you feel like, do you feel like you're getting it back? I mean, in some ways as they grow up, I return to myself yeah. somewhat. But yeah, there was definitely like a gift I gave that yeah. won't ever totally come back, nor would I want it to. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's thriving in some other direction now. Um, you know, parenting is like a lot of tiny, tiny deaths for like the baby that was and tiny, tiny births for like the kid and then the teen and then the adult they will be. And you do things for the last time with your kids and you don't even realize it. Like it just occurred to me last oh, night. Oh, just make me cry. I know. Yeah. I could cry talking about it. I'm really trying not to. But last night I realized that I haven't bathed them in the sink in a long time and I never will again. They're too big. Oh. But I didn't know the last time I put them in the sink together would be the last time. Oh gosh. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. It, you know, anytime that, uh, uh, Wes asks me to play, you know, he's like, mommy, play with me. Come, come play Legos with me. Come play outside with me. And I'm doing something, you know, cause mm -hmm. there, there, there are so many times when I'm like, uh, I really want to buddy, but I just, I need to finish making breakfast for, you know, for your brother or something like that. Yeah. And I saw this, this Instagram post at, at oh one point God. that was like some, oh no. some, some dad, you know, said like, uh, there will come a point when your when your kids stop asking you. Uh huh. And I, you were like, I crumbled, forever. I crumbled, yeah. you know, like, Parents are saps. They really are. They really, really are. Like Wes has started doing the I'm afraid of the dark thing. Uh -huh. And I swear to God, I will I will just lay there with that child. And Forever. Like, till oh, he falls my God. Asleep. I'm just like, you know, I I like validate his feelings. Uh -huh. And I'm saying like, it's okay to be scared. Yeah. You know, but like you're so safe for this reason and this reason and this yeah. reason. Uh, and in my head, I'm thinking to myself like, that's not fully true. Like, you know, safe, like, you know, you know it's yeah, like, but there's no reason for him to carry the like exactly. burdens of adulthood. Exactly. No, this concerns. is, this is a burden that like, this yeah. is something that I will carry for you because yeah. I am your parent. Um, but he's like, well, what if, uh, what if they have a, a, a wrecking ball and they, you know, cause I'm like, well, the door is locked. Nobody can get into did our house. Did you listen to Miley Cyrus? I did not. And he just, he, he's just into trucks. Oh, okay. Know? Okay. A um, different wrecking ball. All right. And so, you know, I've, I've having to come up with the most creative ways to tell him that a wrecking ball cannot hurt our house. It's made <laughs> of concrete. Mm -hmm. I hope you know that. Um, and you know, wrecking That's ball. That's so funny <laughs> that wrecking ball is his number one concern. I know. Do you remember being a kid and being like worried about, um, quicksand? Oh Yeah. That was That's totally never a fear come of mine. up in adulthood. Never. Not once. Never. 
Here's okay. I'm gonna ask you a last question. Okay. Were there times when you felt like you lost your identity to motherhood, and how did you find yourself again if that had happened? Ooh. Yes, for sure. I think that the early days of of having a baby uh, are so immersive <laughs> because mm. they're 24 hours. It is 24 <laughs> hours a day that you like that you are taking care of an infant who can't who can't feed themselves, who can't move. They can't, you know, like it. And, and I, I've, and I feel like the hormones of like your body after labor too mm-hmm. make it so uh, just necessary that you are taking care of, like you are taking care of this child now that yeah. can't take care of itself. Um, and it can be completely just all encompassing. Uh, and I remember it, that being a very, nice experience the first Mm -hmm. time uh just get just totally giving in learning how to take care of a an infant yeah it's nice to like lean into this like very human experience yeah to expect nothing more of yourself than to do this one thing for a while it's yeah to have the privilege to to take the time to do that is was wonderful and and i i did i just i totally just gave into it Mm -hmm. um and then I feel like you slowly start to get it back, you know. By it, you mean yourself. You mean your, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I mean myself. And and for sure, I like lost that. Mm-hmm. You know, like there there are these stereotypes of of new moms where they're completely sleep deprived, covered in milk, mm-hmm. uh, they haven't bathed. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's every new yeah. Mom. That's a, that's all of us. That's every new mom. You just give in. Yeah. You just you just give it all to your kid for Mm -hmm. the first, however long it takes. And then, and then you start to emerge from from this chrysalis, you know, you're like, I am a mom now. And, uh, you know, you can, you choose that if that makes you stronger, you choose if it makes you, you know, like how it makes you better. Mm -hmm. Um, which I, I always found that process very, very interesting. Mm -hmm. Do you, do you have times when you gave up to just, Motherhood, being a mom, a lot of the time. But I think returning to work helped me return to myself a little bit um, for me. Uh, But yeah, those early days were very much just like I, I have nothing more than to keep myself and these two other people alive. That's my job. We're all gonna stay alive. Yeah, and that was about as high as the bar was set. That's the highest bar you need right then. Yeah. I think for, yeah, for you, it was work for me. It was starting to go out with friends by myself mm-hmm. without kids. Mm-hmm. You know what? I And we're done almost here, but like the pandemic really set me back into like that, like early yeah. parenthood thing. Cause suddenly I had no more outside the home interactions just over zoom computers, whatever. And it was, um, a struggle. It was 100% baby time all the time. Yeah. I mean, it was great to be with them so much, but I felt very um, just kind of confused into what I was doing. I was like, I'm home yeah. with my kids all the time. I'm trying to work. I'm failing at both. I'm like, I'm trying to be a great parent 
and entertain them mm. and, and yeah. like allow them I'm to just grow. Failing across the board. Cool. 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 Yeah. Anyways, um, that's parenthood. We have a hundred more questions. Uh, if Maggie, Becky and Matt decide not questions. to come back, we'll be back. <laughs> um, so thanks for listening guys. Yeah, this was fun. Um, but yes, we do have a lot more questions. I feel like we didn't get to hardly any of them. Yeah. We'll um, be back, but that's okay. Rachel and I can go off. Next time we'll just play a baby name game and drink wine. <gasps> Let's do that. Miles, we should do that. Let's do that with uh, okay. Maggie and Becky mm-hmm. and uh, Matthew. Okay. Matthew. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, remember to get vaccinated, get boosted, wash your hands, pee after sex, be nice to your servers, make sure you tip them tip your queens <laughs> yes happy bride um we love you all so much and appreciate uh your questions and your comments uh email us at you can sit with us pod at gmail.com comment below your favorite baby names that you're willing to share oh make sure that they're ones you're willing to share because if they're not somebody's gonna take it and you are going to be very mad yeah um all right see you next time bye bye